Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I am talking this afternoon with Bobby McKeever. And he's the author of The Heart of the Game. He's coached uh, golf. He, he's, he's been a golf pro and has coached for since 1971 and uh, learned a lot of lessons about winning, coaching, and uh, excelling in life. And it, you know, you can, what you learn in one area about excelling. That's information you can use in any other area of your life uh, once you get mentally organized around what it takes for you, you know, to bounce up and to be successful and what you got to bring to the program for you to come out, uh, you know, maximize your odds of success because uh, success is never guaranteed, is it, Bobby? No, and you know, life's a roller coaster. You know, it's a, on the top of the mountain, what was ABC, the thrill of victory and agony of defeat? Um, ABC's you know, Wide World of Sports, I'm sure you remember that. Right. And um, I don't know, Bobby Jones once said, he said, if anything's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And that's, that's very true. I mean, like, I've never cared anything about wanting to learn how to play bridge because if I did, you know, I'd want to be good and I'd be spending too much time at it. You know, it's a... I just I try to major in majors and not major in minors and, you know, have a few things I want to do well. Like right now I'm raising Belton Galloway cows and we're trying to produce the best 28 day dry age beef that can, that we can possibly do on this farm here. And uh, I've still do my golf, but you know, even these inner game principles of uh, apply to everything. And that inner game of tennis is worth people getting, going to the bookstore and getting. How'd you get in the, the, the cow business and what intrigues you about that and what kind of success have you had? Well, you know, we, um, when I left the club, uh, my club, last club job uh, in 2000, we returned to our family farm that was on my mother's side. That my family's owned this place since 1807. And I grew up out here on this farm and we grew tobacco and had livestock and, um, you know, I was, my parents never encouraged me to farm because we didn't have enough land. You know, it's not enough, hard to make a living. And I was exposed to everything, but I didn't go to college to study agriculture or, or livestock management. So I actually came back here and didn't know what I was doing, to tell you the truth. And, um, but I just, my wife and I decided to buy these belted Galloway cows that are, cool looking and they're, you know, they're a hybrid breed from Scotland and they, and we, their meat is, you know, there, there are several restaurants in London that only serve belted Galloway beef. It's more of a, a breed from the, you know, the British Isles, you know, Scotland and England, you, you see a lot of herds over there. But, you know, we, we've only had 23 cows and, uh, you know, we took some of the processors Saturday and de delivered them to the customers and, it's not requiring my full-time attention, but I've had to do a good bit of study. And, you know, my son Rob's interested in it. 
We sold the farm to him last summer, so he actually owns it. But, you know, he, he's enthusiastic about the cows. And we have a guest cottage here that's on Airbnb, and between the two, uh, we're able to do the things we want to do. You know, we take some trips and play a little golf and spend time with our friends and enjoying life. You know, I'm 73 years old, and I don't think I'll ever fully retire. I, you know, I've got to be doing something. And again, if we're going to do the cows, if you're going to do so, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. So we do the best we can with it. Well, the thing is to stay inspired too. And I know that uh, when you get people to write down their goals, that kind of turns on their inner motivation of like, what do I want to do? How bad do I want to do it? And until that inner fire is lit, they're not, you're going to be like, uh, trying to pull them somewhere they don't want to go. They're like dead weight. But once they get lit up, now they're ready to be, to listen, basically to pay attention. And my grandfather, I could, we'd go there in the summer and uh, I'd be, see my grandfather work on the cows. I won't get into too much detail, but every now and then he'd pull out a uh, two by four and whack, whack one of them on the head. And uh, the grandkids would say, what are you doing that for, granddaddy? He said, well, it appeared that that one, I needed to do something to get his attention. <laughs> hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Yeah. You know, Columbia, Tennessee, where we live, is, is uh, called the mule capital of the world. And my ancestors, they used to raise mules and sell to federal government and, you know, they even shipped some overseas. But, you know, when the gasoline engine came in, in the, like, 19, you know, in 1919, my grandfather started raising tobacco because the mule trade had played out. But a mule is definitely stubborn. And, uh, you know, they say you can lead a horse to water if you can't make them drink. If a mule decides it's not going to do something, they're they're more stubborn. But it's uh, I don't know. I I get what you're saying. But cows are pretty. Um, they're a little different. They don't. I've never had to even think about making a cow do what I wanted to do. Yeah, just put hay out there. Yeah, they see my truck. They come end up and we'll give them some alfalfa cubes or something. A little food and. Uh... But the minerals out there, they got to have their mineral. Problem solved. And uh, as you have gone through all of these years yourself, you've had to do things to keep yourself from turning into, uh, uh, you know, bored with what you're doing. You know, you're doing the same thing with coaching and this, that, and the other. You've evolved over the years. Now you're in a situation where uh, you've got, you know, you made a move. You could have gotten stale, but you're still following your curiosity, your instincts. And uh, how did you even stumble across these cows that are out of London and things like that? Somewhere around? or Well, actually from Scotland, but we were to Greenville Country Club in South Carolina and we were leaving and uh, 
a guy came up to me and I said, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going back to the farm. I'll probably raise a few cows. He said, well, my wife's brother-in-law is in Hartsville, Tennessee, and he raised this unusual breed of cows called Belted Galloway. And he said, you might all think about that. They have real good meat. And so I looked the guy up and I guess within a half hour, I, I bought uh, seven bred cows, <laughs> registered cows. They cost a little more than you know, the Angus and stuff, but uh, I don't know if you've ever seen one, you, you, you stop and think about it. They're solid black with a big white belt around their stomach, and uh, they call the most photographed uh, cow in the world. And people stop here on the side of pulling our farm and take pictures of these cows. But they, uh, they're not that much trouble, and, uh, and the beef's good, and my wife and Ruth's uh, in, involved in it too, so, you know, sort of a family affair, and now Rob's interested in it. Yeah. And uh, what would you say, if anything, you've learned from that experience that is a surprise? Well, I think the main thing is I started and I didn't know what I was doing. Had no, I had no uh, training whatsoever. And so I had to really learn it. And I learned it from people, that, you know, like go to the co-op and run into some guy that, you know, you wouldn't, you know, say, well, ask him a question. I need to know, you know, how you make this hay go farther in the winter and da-da-da, you know, just, or people come out here, you know, sell me things, you know, this, the minerals. And But I, I learned from talking to farmers. I don't learn by calling professors of agriculture at the University of Tennessee. I, they're the last people I talk to. I don't know if that's, that's the right way to go, but, you know, well, of course, there's they, a lot of people in this community that know stuff about cows that I can get all the help I need. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we used to say that uh, keeping yourself motivated and inspired is the hardest job you have uh, because, uh, you know, things get old after a while, you know, and we all like we all like new things. And here you've taken. Do you think I don't even know if you've even thought about this has your background and learning how to teach people golf help you make that kind of transition uh, to get into another activity and get uh, pretty competent at it, you know, pretty enthused about it. I, I think that, uh, you know, learning from what, you know, the inner game applies to everything. And, uh, so explain that. I just think that, like you said, you have to maintain a good attitude. You have to be willing to, I've had cows die, you know, that, I should have paid attention, known they were sick and got the vet out here earlier, so I've made some mistakes. You just take it one day at a time. In golf, you play one hole at a time. With the last hole's over with. Matter of fact, it's just one shot at a time. And so today, you know, we just got back from, you know, taking me to the processor and delivering food to uh, customers. And so we're providing a community service here. You know, we're part of the farm-to-table movement. And so we enjoy that. We, we think it's beneficial. We think the meat's healthier and tastes better. And we have the socialization, you know, dealing with people that, you know, want to buy this meat. Have you got up to the point where you've got a website and people can order online? Or have you got that far along yet? No, we just we just sell in bulk. We keep it simple. You know, people have to have a freezer and they buy a side of beef. That's a half. You know, in this time, in this day and age, you know, people that say that somebody was telling me Walmart ran out of ground beef last week. And so my wife's trying to give me a note here. But anyway, you know, we just uh, we just enjoy uh, the quiet life out here. You know, we can see as many people as we want to, or we can enjoy, you know, you know having a quiet 
afternoon together. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.